I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic Magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. And today, it is Power Hour. Every week, we will be power ranking something every Wednesday during the season. And this week, we are power ranking the players. It is last call on before the trade deadline. So we are recording this. It is November 16th. It's Wednesday. You're probably listening to this on Thursday. No, well, it's Tuesday, November 16th for us. You're listening to this on Wednesday, November 17th. Yahoo's default trade deadline is Saturday, November 20th. ESPN's default trade deadline Whoa. is a little later, Wednesday, December 1st. So, you know, obviously check your specific leagues to actually check what your trade deadline is if your commissioner and change it. But those are the default dates. Yahoo's done this Saturday. So we're giving out some guys that it's final. Last call on. Yeah, last call. Go get them before it's too late. It's very power hour-y, you know? We're, we're sticking in the alcohol category here <laughs> with last call. I also mm-hmm. kept thinking about the Kanye song like the whole time. And I realized that when we just talk for like minutes and minutes at the end of our pods, after we say goodbye, we're basically doing the Kanye thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where he yeah. talks took forever and you're like, oh, the song's over. Why is this there 13 minutes left? Anyway, we're going to go through all these. We're just going to go. So these are not just players to, these are players maybe you want to trade for, players to trade away. Honestly, I'm also going to give a couple of guys you should just add off free agency. But anyway, it's your last call. I have ranked these guys. So we all submitted ours. I have ranked them completely and utterly subjectively based on how spicy I thought the suggestion was. <laughs> so there are bigger names toward the bottom, but basically I just put what I thought was the spiciest I, and it's completely subjective. So with that said, I awarded number one to Craig. I thought this was the spiciest suggestion. Craig, you're on the clock. But first, in Power Hour, every time, if you've never listened to this before, every time you hear this sound... That's Tom Tom Club telling us to move, move on. <laughs> and don't turn it into Dan Dan Club, DK, all right? Yeah, I'm not going to filibuster anybody this time. <laughs> I promise. Uh, all right, here we go. Starting the timer now. Okay, folks, last call on Odell Beckham Jr. 
my piece of advice here, trade for him. That's right. Trade for Odell <laughs> before the trade deadline. I'm curious what you guys think about this. Even though he didn't do anything in Monday Night Football, he barely played. He had like 13 snaps. He has an incredibly easy schedule the rest of the season. But honestly, I don't care about that either. The Rams are going to be battling for a one seed, and they're struggling. And Odell, I think, is going to be an integral part of this offense. They have a bye next week. I think that gives time for Odell to learn the playbook, to heal up his shoulder. And with Stafford, who's the type of quarterback who I think really works with the type of player Odell is, I think there's a chance that he could be a really solid option going forward. I literally just traded Odell away because I disagree with this so much. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not kidding. Like in my favorite league, I just traded Odell away. That's fair. DK, what do you think? I don't know. I'm so torn on this. Like part of me is, is happy, very happy that I have like zero Odell Beckham this year because he's just been so frustrating and the bounce back that we were expecting never came. Now we're expecting another bounce back with the Rams. Um, I just don't know if I should trust it. However, however, the Rams are such a good offense. I I still believe in this offense. I still believe in Stafford. And with Robert Woods going down specifically, just opens up a massive, massive amount of, of potential here. I don't even think you... Like, honestly, the best part is you don't, probably don't have to give up a lot to get back up at this point. I completely disagree. No, I, I disagree with that. You no, I to, think people are pissed with Odell right now. No, if you've had Odell and all season... And he's going on by. No, I, I disagree with all this. If you have had Odell, you've been pissed all season. Now he goes to the Rams and Robert Woods is hurt. You're thinking he might be good now. No one's going to be like, well, he got there for three days and didn't do anything in like the one game he barely played in because he just got there. People are going to think you have to pay the premium of what Odell could be, but he probably won't reach that. I don't think it's worth it because you're not going to get him for cheap. The guy who has him is like, thinks he might be good too. You don't want to pay know. for potential. I think I don't people know if are I trying to dump that. his ass. I think yeah. they're trying you're paying to for him. You're paying yeah. for name value. After the Rams Monday Night Football game and he's on bye next week, I think they'd be happy to give him up for $75. We'll, we'll respect Tom Tom, but we have, to give, we have to give a name real quick. Would you trade him for LaVisca Chenault? I would no. rather have Odell. Yeah. Brandon Cooks. Rather have Cooks. Cooks. Marvin Jones. I'd rather have Odell. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. Odell. Yeah. That's where we just, I would rather quote Sutton than Odell. Okay. Um, All right. Speaking of Brandon I've already Cook. disrespected, yeah, you, oh, yeah. I've already disrespected it. DK, number two. My piece of advice before the trade deadline is go get Brandon Cooks. He's been relatively quiet of late. I know he had a big game in week eight, I believe, but he only had 11 points in week nine. Week 10 by people are kind of forgetting about it. Tyrod Taylor had a bad game when he came back um, playing against Miami. And, and as it's kind of becoming more clear, like Miami's defense might actually look pretty good down the stretch. So maybe that was something they, they definitely impressed against Lamar. Um, but ultimately, I think I think Taylor's going to bounce back. I think Brandon Cooks, like the target rate, all that, it speaks for itself. But if you look at the splits with Brandon Cooks playing with Taylor versus with Davis Mills, they are exactly what you would expect. Much, much better with Taylor in the three games he's played with him this year. How much um, better? So 17.5 points per uh, per game compared to 13.5 with Mills. And this is per Rotoviz. Uh 6.6 .6 targets or receptions, sorry, uh, per game versus six. Um, basically, overall, like the yardage is like 50% higher. Like it's so much better with uh with Taylor than with than with Mills. And so I would just I'd say right now, go ahead and buy low or buy, I guess buy medium because he's obviously still having um a lot of success this year. But going forward, second easiest strength of schedule for the playoffs. That's crucial. Like he could come up big during the playoffs. He gets the Jags, Chargers, and 49ers in weeks 15 through 17. DK, so, would you rather have Brandon Cooks or like Brandon Ayuk? Cooks. Cooks. Easily. Brandon Cooks or Easily. Michael Pittman? 
I think I would take Pittman. Me Pittman's too. hot, really hot right now. He's just so hot. So right he has now. a bad schedule down the stretch. This might be hard for people to give up Cooks because Cooks is the guy that you drafted as like a whatever. I guess I'll pick this guy, and he's been kind of amazing all year. So I'm worried I that no value. one's going to really want to give him up because he's like the diamond in the rough that they found. I, it's the IKEA effect. It's like no one wants. Yeah, I compl- I agree with Craig. It's just people generally don't want to give up that kind of player. I think that's a good point, Craig. Okay, okay. that's fair. But like, if someone needs a if if someone yeah. needs a running back or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. like sometimes well, things you got a running back this time of year. Seriously, in this economy, in this exactly, uh, the inflation inflation's real. Number three <laughs> piece of advice for the trade deadline: spicy. I'm giving. I'm passing the ball to myself. Trade for the Seahawks. Hmm. I mean, by the dip. Oh boy! Like the Seahawks just had were shut out. There's literally the worst game of Russell Wilson's career. You'll prop like what we were just talking about. Like people don't want to give people up. The person who is Russell Wilson probably has never been more willing to give them up because he just came back and they probably plugged him into their roster and then he was awful. The person who is Tyler Lockett is probably very disheartened. Those are guys I would go get. I mean, it's first of all just the Seahawks play Houston in Week 14 and the Lions in Week 17. Those are the kind of games where Tyler Lockett could be huge. And I'm not saying pay out the nose for them. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if the people who have Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson, like knock on their door, shoot them a text and ask if they're kind of sick of them, because Lockett is exactly the kind of guy that could blow up for you in the playoffs and maybe win you a playoff matchup. And you might not have to give up a ton if the person's kind of done waiting. I think that people, I think this is a good one because I think people's instincts right now probably is to sell Lockett. You know what I mean? Like, get rid of him for whatever they can get because he's just so frustrating. One of the more frustrating players. But ultimately, this is a good one. I mean, look, they've got Washington, San Francisco, Houston, the Rams, Chicago, and then Detroit to finish out the season. Uh, Sorry, they have Arizona next week, and then they have those teams. Um, So it's definitely one of the easier schedules for opposing quarterbacks down the stretch. So that's that obviously bodes well for Russell Wilson. The passing game overall, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, we talk so much about anchoring in the preseason because, like, you see a player's ranked 80th and you never want to take them, like, 70th or 90th. You just, you're anchored to the number. People are also just anchored to clicking on the uh, player's little game log, their profile when you're making a trade. People, ultimately, people just look at that more than anything. And you look at Tyler Lockett and they see, wow, two catches, two catches, one big game, two catches. Like, he literally is under five points in three of his last four games. And, like, I just think the person who has him is going to be like, yeah, I'll I'll get rid of this guy. Yeah, I like Lockett more than Metcalf because I think Lockett is just so frustrating for people. Metcalf's actually been pretty consistent, so Lockett makes a lot of sense. Metcalf is going to cost way more too. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. The whole point is cost. All right, number four, good piece of advice for the trade deadline. Craig, trade away Nick Chubb. This might sound kind of hot takey, and perhaps it is, <laughs> but he's on a buy in week thirteen, and then in the fantasy semifinals, he's playing at Green Bay. And then in the fantasy finals, he's playing at Pittsburgh. It's not great. Essentially, three of the next six weeks of Nick Chubb, he's either going to be not playing or against two elite defenses. And then toss mm. in the fact that Kareem Hunt will likely be back in the next week or two. So, And and also that uh, Durnis Johnson's been good. And the Browns are kind of a dumpster fire right now. I think Nick Chubb still has that allure to him mm. uh, as a fantasy player. And you could probably get a lot for him. My, if you want to be really savvy, what I recommend, let him play the Lions this week. Let him go off and then send him off for a dollar fifty on the dollar. <laughs> Pump, and dump. Uh, Pump, Pump and dump. dump. <laughs> Pump and dump. Pump and dump Nick Chubb. Oh my, my new God, favorite. Pump and Chubb. Yeah. Um, oh, pump, yeah. Okay. There's too many. Yeah. There's too many weird visuals. That could get that. real. That could get bad quick. 
<laughs> Pump and Chubb. This is a good one. This is a good one. I think because you're absolutely right. Like Nick Chubb has that allure. He's like the greatest runner in the NFL. If not, if it's maybe it's Jonathan Taylor, but he's like the best pure talented runner. Um, he's just built different, as the kids would say. And yeah, I mean, you could definitely get a lot for him. And that's the key here. I think when we're when we're talking about trading away players, don't just get like get nobody. Don't get a couple crappy pieces. Like get somebody really good. You know, maybe maybe someone's willing to give up. Um, I don't know who who are some players do you think that you'd want to get for for Chubb at this point? Like, I know CMC is certainly out there, but I don't know if anyone's going to trade Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, well, when I do the name game for the same position, I'm not saying you should trade for the same position. I'm just trying to give people like an idea of value. Yeah, um, like I like I think if you could get him for like Nick Chubb in people's minds, I still think holds a lot of value. I think you could really be up there in terms of the people. You, I think you could get Zeke Elliott types, Joe Mixon yeah, types, that's like one. in that realm. And I, I would like, rather you do flip him for some. Like basically, what you're saying is you could flip him for one of those guys and a piece. So you could flip yeah. him for like Air, like a Zeke Elliott and someone else. I mean, if that person's down in Zeke, or you could flip them for like maybe a Daryl Henderson and a piece. That's basically what we're talking about yeah. here, right? Yeah, maybe you could get. James Robinson and Keenan Allen, you know something. Would you like trade that? him for like Leonard Fournette and someone? Because that's like the ultimate big name value difference. Totally. I just think the Browns could be a dumpster fire in like three weeks. Plus, Kareem Hunt's back. They are playing really good teams. I don't know. I, I think there's a chance that Nick Chubb might disappoint. Okay. Number five, big piece of advice for the trade deadline. Also, Craig, you're saying trade. I'm just throwing it back to you. Yeah, I'm saying trade for James Robinson. This one is a little bit more of a gut call. I just really like James Robinson. I had this one too, though, Craig. Oh, do you? Well, I, I thought I thought of it. Yeah, this leads to the natural. Would you trade Nick Chubb for James Robinson? So, I mean, James Robinson, the first six weeks of the year was the RB seven. Like he was killing it, and he's been the RB thirty eight since. He's been hurt. He's got the heel injury. They've had a buy. I just think now is kind of the time to act. He did have one good game uh, coming back, but if you can get him now, I think he'll be great rest of the way. I saw the stat from Ian Hardit. James Robinson's first in yards after contact, essentially in the league. Like he is really good. Wow. What's the deal with this? Injury because I feel like it's a pain tolerance injury. I don't know if that like it's going to get better or not. Just trading for a guy with a heel injury kind of skews me out. Got through the game unscathed. I'm done trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> injuries. Yeah. If he's playing, I'm happy. <laughs> I like this one. So I saw this actually for, um, from, according to PFF's strength of schedule tool, Jacksonville has the easiest schedule for, uh, for running backs during the fantasy playoffs. So weeks 15, 16, and 17. Um, they have the easiest schedule for running backs. I just like I like having that fire, firepower going into the playoffs, knowing you could have like Wait, this really? massive week. Wait, so they're playing the oh wow, they've got the Texans week fifteen, the Jets week sixteen, the Patriots week seven. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. And what I like about James Robinson is he's kind wow. of game script proof because he receives a lot when they're losing and he runs a lot when they're losing and he runs a lot when they're winning. <laughs> I will say yeah. Texas because I because I was like, what do you I, my first reaction when you said that DK was like, what do you mean best run? schedule because the Jaguars generally have to win the game to give them a lot of carries but man Texans and Jets in week 15 16 like that's also kind of not the case like if you look at James Robinson's numbers like obviously the what the Jags have won two games he's he averages like 15 carries a game on the season like he gets carries I think this is this is maybe my favorite one so far you convinced me he's kind of a quiet three like all three down back People aren't really going out of their way to trade for Jaguars players right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a very good point. Anchoring, baby. Number six piece of advice. I can't speak English. Number six piece of advice for the trade line. Uh, I feel like I'm going out on a little bit of a limb here, but I'm saying trade for A.J. Brown. Buy the mm. dip on A.J. Brown. Um, not the guac, 
because that could go the badly. The guac was not the problem. Don't blame well, the guac. Are we sure about that? How, do you know you're what was the problem? Spreading, you're, you don't know either. You're just making shit. It was, it was the Chipotle. <laughs> you don't know if it was the guac. The, the Chipotle defender is locked on. Don't um, fear monger about what type of ingredient it was. That's right. DK, was that a pun by the dip, the guacamole? Is that was your pun? Yes. Oh, man, that was an true. attempted pun. That was really good. I'm not sure you guys got it right I actually it. did not. I just love guacamole and was really upset. Me too. I love guacamole. I went to Chipotle the other day and they were out of guac because, you know, so, unacceptable. Because of the global thing? Okay. It's stuck on a ship somewhere. Thing. All right. So, AJ Brown, you just waste, you guys just filibustered a minute of my time here. That's so I'm going to go quick. So obviously, AJ Brown, he's been very frustrating. Um, I think he has enough name power where it's not necessarily going to be very easy to to trade for him. However, like just the way he's played over the last few weeks and um, you know ups and downs, there might be a manager that wants to move on. However, just remember, he's still going to have very big days in the near future. He has a twenty eight percent target rate this year, which is fifth most, and he's dominating against man coverage. It's all from uh, Dwayne McFarland from PFF. Um, even in a bad game last week, he had 13 single man coverage looks and he got open on six of them. He only got targeted one time. Like he, the, the targets are going to come. He's getting open. He's an elite player. He's good. Julio at Julio Jones is on catch. IR. And when yeah. like it's, this kind of reminds me of Justin Jefferson having five targets over two weeks and the Craig's like, they're going to give him the ball. And then they did. And it's like, when you see your best player left in offense gets one target in a game that you lost, I think that you respond by giving him the ball a lot over like, like as a, point of emphasis over the next month yeah so i love i love this also i according to rotoviz's uh, strength of schedule tool the titans have the easiest schedule in the playoffs so weeks 15 16 17 for quarterbacks and receivers so it's gonna be great for Tannehill. it's gonna be great for aj brown dk let's do this how do you like a nick chubb for aj brown trade straight up i feel like i'd be giving up a little bit too much there if i give up chubb well, yeah, to, I want to be very clear though about I'm going to disrespect Tom Tom for one minute to say the point. <laughs> we're not saying get these players at any point. What we're saying is you want to check in with these managers and see if their perceived value is different than what you think it is. Like I think AJ Brown can be an, like an unbelievable elite receiver the rest of the way, but don't pay an elite price for that because we don't know for sure. You want to find someone who's like kind of sick of AJ Brown and is like pissed that this guy they drafted in the second or third round has one catch even after Julio Jones goes on IR. I take I take Brown and a, and a piece for yeah, Chubb. Yeah, How about that? Precisely. You want to flip him exactly. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you 
and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Number seven piece of advice for the trade deadlines thrown at myself. This is like kind of a, I'm cheating, but I'm actually doing free, like free agent ads, basically. Justin Fields, add Justin Fields. <laughs> and if you have to trade for Darnell Mooney, the Bears, I think the Bears could, crazy as it is to say, be huge pieces down the fantasy stretch front. Like, I know that we were really big on Justin Fields in the preseason and like it didn't happen, but the last two games Justin Fields had, He's the QB three in those weeks, like the number three fantasy quarterback. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but the point is he's running now. He ran more for more yards in his last two games than he did the rest of the season combined. So he also just looked better. Like if you watch Justin Fields play the Steelers, he just looked like a better passer. The offense looked better. They go into their bye week. You don't know they're going to be great. I don't think you should start Fields against the Ravens. Obviously, the Ravens blitz a lot, but like if... Justin Fields is a legit quarterback with like a running ability in the second half of the season. He could be one of those special players, like special fantasy players. Man, this would be fun. I, I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly in what you're saying about how he just looks better. Like it looks like something started to click for him early on in the season. It was a little bit deer in the headlightsy. Um, obviously, this the the players around him, the system around him, the scheme, the coaching, all that stuff. It's very questionable, but. He became he's become much more decisive and much more um, like quick to react in the pocket than he he was early on. I think he was trying to make a lot of things happen. He was waiting in the pocket. Now he's just like I'm going. I'm taking off. And honestly, that's not something that you want long term necessarily. But right now, it's good for him and it's very good for fantasy because he's getting a lot of scrambling yards. If and this is a big if, but if they start designing more runs for him, like design read option stuff. He could absolutely explode. But I think even without that, he's still scrambling enough and being willing to take off and run that this is the vision for what we had for Justin Fields is actually happening now. So it, it came late. You know, never, or we're too early, never, never wrong, only early on Justin Fields. And I think it's starting to happen. I think this second half could be very good for him because of that running ability. Fields is an ad. Also, Darnell Moody, again, just maybe a number one receiver on a team that might get better, but he's the number one. He's their number one. Uh, What? He's their number one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just said. No, I know. I was just confirming what you said. Uh, I was echoing you. Okay. I'm going to move on now. Heifetz is spicy today. Yeah. Number seven, eight. (laughs) I guess that was seven and eight because I said Fields and Darnell Moody. Number nine and number 10. Trade for like the Cardinals receivers, but specifically Christian Kirk and Zach Ertz, who I'm going to call a receiver. DeAndre Hopkins would be on this list, but he's hurt. And honestly, it's, I just, guy with like that kind of lingering hamstring issue, I don't really want to deal with Hopkins right now. But dude, Christian Kirk, I just think Christian Kirk (laughs) is just underrated. And the person who has Christian Kirk probably doesn't need him. Christian Kirk is probably like a number five receiver. sitting on the bench. For whoever has him. And it's like, they're probably thinking if you can flip them for like a better tight end or a running back or something, Christian, like they're, Christian Kirk is probably expendable, but he has such huge upside for the playoffs. Like, he's the kind of piece that you actually can get and add to your flex spot and, like, actually help you in the playoffs and make the difference. It's weird that Christian Kirk is kind of rounding into form a bit. Like, this is year four for him. And I I feel like we were like, I'm good. Like, maybe even after two seasons, we were like, okay. We thought that Kirk, it was almost like a McCole Hardman style thing, but Kirk's actually been pretty good this year. I think this is interesting. I was just looking at Kirk's uh, target rate on fantasy points, and his target rate is 18.2% this season, which is almost identical to one Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper has a he has 44 catches 
Christian Kirk has 47 catches. Off uh, brand Amari Cooper. Cooper? Is that Christian Can Kirk? I? Yeah, there we go. Wait, but that's the point. Yeah, th- there you go. It's arbitrage. You trade Kirk, you trade Cooper for Kirk and someone else. So here's the point. The Cardinals playoff schedule is week 15. They have the Lions who have awful cornerbacks. Week 16, which is like your fantasy semifinals. The Cardinals play the Colts. Deke loves his strength of schedule. Colts are the single best offense for receivers to exploit. Although I guess you have the Titans. I'm using PFF. You were using Rotoviz. Either way, they're both they're top all two, top bit. three. They're all Whatever strength of schedule you yeah. use, they're top two, top three. The Colts have bad cornerbacks. Christian Kirk is going to be good against the Colts. And week 17, they have Cowboys. Cardinals, Cowboys, week 17, probably the highest over under the week. So Christian Kirk, upgrading your flex, fantasy finals, fantasy playoffs. I think it's just, it's doable. It's a doable trade. All right. Like Zach Ertz too. Especially with Hopkins hammy. Making one note, Amari Cooper has played one fewer game. So they're not like a one-to-one. But I, I did find that, that their target rates are almost identical. It's very interesting. So anyways, moving on. I'm just going to throw out a bonus right here. I just want to throw out a couple defenses that mm. down the stretch run. So the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense was very bad. But I think it's important to remember that last year, the Dolphins' defense was very good under Brian Flores. And they had a lot of blitzes. Brian Flores' defense create havoc, create turnovers, touchdown opportunities, the kind of stuff that actually gives you like double-digit fantasy defensive points. The Dolphins, here is the Dolphins' schedule. They play the Jets this week. So like, if you can get the Dolphins, they help you now. Then they play the Panthers, the Giants going by. The playoffs, they play the Jets again. The Dolphins play the Jets again in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. Then the Saints, we'll see how Trevor Simeon's doing then. And then the Titans in week 17, which, you know, we'll see about Tannehill. But the very least... If you pick up the Dolphins, you can get them for the Jets now and then the Jets in the first round of the playoffs. You know, you know what I mean? You don't always have to think more than one week ahead. Like, if you're going to be playing week 15, that's helpful. And the other one is also the Titans defense is kind of interesting because the Titans mm. fantasy um, playoff schedule, they've got, like, the Jaguars, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Dolphins down the stretch. I think Dolphins is, like, week 18 for them. But, like, the Jaguar, like... Those, again, are just teams where, like, you can kind of create turnovers. And the Titans' mm-hmm. front front four is so good that that's they're, – they're available in, like, less than half of, le- of leagues depending on – sorry, they're available in more than half leagues depending on your platform. But those two kind of stand out to me. If you have a defense that you aren't confident in that stretch run and you can get the second one, the Dolphins and the Titans stand out. The funny thing about the Titans is that the guy they spent the most money on, Bud Dupree, like hasn't even been the real impact player for them this year. Like if he can kind of get over his injuries and play better, like they could be even better. Man, yeah, their their front line. Jeffrey Simmons is turning into like a superstar. Um, I'm still mad the Giants didn't get Harold Landry. Yeah, he's good too. Uh, what do you guys think of stashing defenses? I'm actually, I kind of like stashing. I do too. In the it's yeah. a savvy move. It pays off often. I've I don't stashed, like streaming it. I yeah. have basically for five years in a row stashed the Patriots defense for whatever stretch of AFC East opponents they have coming up. And I basically every year end up just cutting by their defense and keeping it. The Patriots defense is always good. Yeah, I like doing that. So I agree. All right. I think that is all we got. We so did a really go. good so, job of respecting the clock. Well, we, we don't. It's, it's not that hard. I don't think we should give ourselves a pat in the back. Properly, I'm I'm we're properly it. drunk now. There's a scene from Pulp Fiction I'm thinking of that I'm not going to quote, but it's in my mind anyway. <laughs> Good luck for your fantasy trades. Emails at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you pull any of these off. Choose a screenshot if you actually take action on any of these. Uh, zero promises we will grade your trade, but you know, no harm in asking. Yeah. Okay. Email time. Emails. Emails. We got Email. A lot of great oh emails. my god, my voice cracked. That was disgusting. You're like Kirk Cousins. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> no, it was just horse. Oh, my God. It was awful. 
Um, I would Should like Craig to say that so that no one actually has to hear the noise, but they can nope. still see that I'm embarrassed. No, well, they can't see that you're embarrassed. <laughs> Only we can. Don't, don't give me that. <laughs> a little bit. Of, that was that was some Heifetz medicine. I know. I was going to say that you. was that sounded like a Heifetz comeback there. Um, <laughs> Email. Time. Are you ready? Are you yeah. ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'm. Oh my God, I'm struggling here. Regarding the trivia question of upside down letters from the other day, we got an email from I think several people, but I, I'll read Justin's email since it was very a good explanation. Quick review of what that dilemma was last episode. Yes. So during the must add players for week 11, this is from Justin. One of the trivia questions asked by Joe. 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 Uh, which capital letters look the same upside down as right side up? Uh, and then, so we considered, we were talking about the different letters. We talked about letter B and there was some confusion. You guys talked about me having like a brain aneurysm or sump pump brain. <laughs> <laughs> because I was thinking, like, you rotate the B, and the B would be backwards if it was upside down. Yeah. Um, what he says is, uh, in Euclidean, Euclidean, how do you say that? Euclidean, Euclidean I think. Euclidean geometry. It's not Euclidean. Euclidean. <laughs> no, Euclidean. Uh, God, I don't read out loud a say lot. Say it one more time. Say Euclidean again. I haven't in heard Euclidean you geometry, the question of upside down versus right side up is referred to in two ways. And again, this is from Justin. Reflectional symmetry and rotational symmetry. Ah, right. Reflectional symmetry is what Heifetz and Craig were envisioning with the B in that you flip the object in question across a line or plane. Basically, it like drops down exactly. Um, in rotational symmetry, you rotate the object in question around a point, like a clock, clockwise. The case of the B, in the case of B, when rotated 180 degrees, it would have the bumps of the B facing left, which is what my brain was picturing, and you guys just couldn't grasp it quite. Maybe this is a um, left brain, right brain thing. Who knows? Maybe. I feel like you couldn't grasp what we were talking about, but that's fine. No, I got what you were talking <laughs> about, but you guys made me sound crazy because I was talking about how it was like rotated the other way. Anyways. I feel like we knew what you were saying. You just didn't know what we were saying. Don't fucking turn this around on me. Justin is here <laughs> well, to Well, if I turn me. it around, though, will it be email. rotational symmetry I'm turning around? Let me finish the email, Heifetz, and shut your trap. <laughs> the point of all this, this is from Justin. The point of all of this is that in order to actually answer the question posed by Joe, Joe, you Joe. needed to determine what type of upside down you were really answering. How an object goes from right side up to upside down is not uniform, bitches. DK <laughs> is very much not wrong. And I put in bold, not wrong. Justin, sorry if I'm being presumptuous, but DK is very much not wrong in his thinking. And while Craig and Heifetz did relent on the ridicule of DK's sump pump brain, I wanted to come to his defense. Thank you, Justin. And then also, Justin gave us the examples of similar, uh, what is it? Reflectional symmetry and rotational symmetry. So when considering <laughs> reflectional symmetry, nine letters look the same upside down as right side up. B, C, D, E, H, I, K, O, and X. When considering rotational symmetry, only seven. So it eliminates the B. Look the same. H, I, N, O, S, X, and Z. I thought that was interesting. Did you read this entire email to exonerate yourself? DK, are you Justin? Exonerate? I never, I never thought that Did I was Did you like, write this email? DK, are you Justin? God damn it. Here's what I'll say. I think if I surveyed a thousand people on the street and I said, hey, see the letter B? Turn it upside down. 99% of them would do what Heifetz and I did. I wonder if it's like where you grew up. Like it's so, it's, it's an interesting thing. Who knows? Maybe. I just feel like honestly, we should do a Twitter poll where we just do this because, like, I, I, I'm not trying to be dismissive because people it's do phrases, but I feel like if you flipped it upside <laughs> down, like, that's counterclockwise. That's what it means. 
What kind of, I don't know what kind of like weird shit you guys were eating when you were kids, but this is probably something to do with it. No, that. yeah. Gen Z is all about reflectional symmetry. It's all over TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it really is. It's the, it's the skeleton key to our generation. <laughs> so this is SpongeBob millennials. All right. Um, we also got a lot of emails about Australia. I loved this. The Australian incredible email emails thread. about Australia. Do you want me to read a few of these here? Do you want to take these or you want me to take these? I'll take them. Yeah. I went through them. So I, I want to read these off. DK's the bluey guy. You're yeah, the, blue, the this, you're guy. the bluey correspondent. You're the Australia correspondent for the Ringer <laughs> Fantasy Football Show, DK. Yes. Uh, all right. This is from Hamish, an Aussie living in New York. He he says, Hamish says, really appreciate the Australian shoutouts this week. Bluey is bloody amazing. As an Australian living in New York, you folk, <laughs> I like that, you folk, you folk find most of the things I say pretty confusing, but for some, education, other weird Aussie phrases are too easy when agreeing to do something. That's a good one. Bob's your uncle. I've heard this one saying something is done. Oh, that's that's what Bob, Bob's your so uncle. like, hey, Bob's your uncle. The pod. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, the, that's a dog's wow, breakfast okay. saying something is shit. Wow. <laughs> Buckley's chance saying something has next to no chance of happening. Wait, What's so we the, say fat chance. They say Buckley chance. So there like, you it's go. Like is the fat. American version of that like Mike Davis's chance? Oh, <laughs> it's wow. not in the mood. Um, Not today, Satan. Hamish says, as a proud Australian, he's very offended that I called Silverchair a one-hit wonder, which I also heard about on Twitter. People were not happy with me for saying that Silverchair is a one-hit wonder. Apparently, Silverchair, uh, the record label or whatever, like wanted them to change their style, so they didn't re they didn't really release their second album or something like this in the U.S., but they were very popular in, in Australia for years to come. So apologies to Silverchair. Okay. Um, yeah, DK so pissed off all the silver chair heads. <laughs> all the chair heads. Um, there are dozens of us. You know, if, well, if you're going to sit on a chair with your head, it probably have to sit upside down. Yes. Rotational symmetry. Yeah. Okay, so here's a couple other ones I wanted to share. There's some really good ones. So, uh, from Josh, he says he's really been enjoying the amount of Australian content that's appearing on the show. Bluey is a national treasure. Here's some sayings and words that are pretty amusing for us. Th this would be amusing for us to say out loud, he says. Uh, yeah, good day. That means hello. We knew that. Bottle-o is a liquor store. So you're going go to go to Bottle-o. Wow. Bottle-o. Okay. <laughs> oh, like a bottle of something, but a Bottle-o. Going to go get a Bottle-o. Or going to oh, go okay. to the Bottle-o. Like get a bottle of something. Okay. I, uh, that, I like that one, actually. This is funny. Yeah, nah. This means no. Nah, yeah. That means yes. That's the same yet. in in, in English, honestly, or, or the American dialect. I feel like when people say "yeah, no," it means no, and "no, yeah" that means, means yeah. But no, yeah doesn't mean yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, no yeah. That yeah. means no, yeah. no, but there's no, no yeah. like yeah, like no, yeah, like there's no, no, no. no. I, there, you know how people say? I think it's the same thing. People go, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to the store." That, people that's go, the "Yeah, no, I'm not doing." No, it. it's but the, the second thing. one. <laughs> people go. Oh my God, Craig, uh, you're going to blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, yeah, I am going. It's the same thing. People say that. Or if like you realize, oh, wow, you realize right, something yeah. is true, like, no, yeah, I knew that. No, yeah. Like, clouds <laughs> yeah, do yeah, weigh yeah, a million yeah, pounds. No, you're right, actually. Nah, yeah. Did I just do it accidentally? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Did Christ. I like subconsciously inset myself <laughs> to do that right there? You're like, no, yeah, you are right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That was not on purpose. That was like subconscious. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Wow. Um... <laughs> Let's see here. What else we got? A oh yarn. Marshawn Lynch loves a yarn. Loves to chat. Wow. Uh, fuck me dead. <laughs> as in, <laughs> what did you? As just in, say? fuck me dead. The lions won. 
it means I can't believe it. Honestly, nowadays, like the the young kids out there say I'm dead quite often. Oh yeah, that's true. I hope that something. no no parents heard like Bluey conversation and like brought their kids in. Oh yeah, about the Bluey, come on in here, kids. Come on here, like fuck me dead. Uh, this one's maybe my favorite. Not here to fuck spiders, <laughs> which means not messing around. I'm gonna say that. I'm not here to what? fuck spiders. Listen, guys, we're we not here to fuck award. spiders. We're gonna give an award out on Sunday. We've been doing Sunday awards all season. We're gonna give out the not here to fuck spiders award. To the next whoever. time, the next time, like there's a new podcast launch and I'm in a Zoom meeting. Like we have Flying Coach season three, and the new hosts are coming in. It's me and it's plain English, Derek Thompson. Plain English, sure. It's me, Derek Thompson, his guest on the line. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm not here to fuck spiders, all right? Let's get going. <laughs> also, this wasn't on this email, but we got several people talking about how fair dinkum is a... Fair dinkum. It's like a... What? It's an expression. It's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was exceptionally Emphasize. vague. Emphasize. Fair dinkum. You said that was not in an email. Like, that's true. No, I said it. It wasn't an email. Oh, Several okay. people talked about it. Um, also, okay. one person from Christian said that the way that Aussies say Kyler Murray is indistinguishable from calamari. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> calamari. <laughs> calamari. I feel like I could learn to do an Australian accent. <laughs> I think that's like how you start. It's like calamari. you know, like when when like musicians do like the the like they blow the thing to like get on key or whatever. Like that's how you get. <laughs> On Australian key. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Katamari. Can either of you do accents? I'm not going to. No, I'm fucking terrible. I'm not terrible at a couple words here and there. Shame yourself. I'm not even going to try. Okay, so, so Craig, then you read. So the, the best email that we got was from Jesse, an Australian, who decided that he wanted to quiz us on some Australian slang. So Craig, you read these words. Do you do them in an Australian accent? Well, that's going to be really hard for me because these don't even look like words to me. Like I can say like, <laughs> like there's an Australian cafe and like a little coffee place in LA called Bluestone. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, Bluestone, you know, that's how they say that. <laughs> yes, that's pretty that's good. good. Yeah. No. They, well, how does the Australians <laughs> turn better. the word no, which is two letters into like three syllables? No. I um, wish DK could hear what he sounded like because that must be what my friend's say i sound like because i'm <laughs> awful <laughs> say it again say your say the restaurant again craig blue stone <laughs> <laughs> so, dude that's I, actually not to I, always bring up peaky blinders but i yeah. just all i want to do is quote peaky blinders and everyone around me is like you can't do an accent we'll literally stop hanging out with you if you keep quoting peaky blinders. <laughs> yes yeah because i'm just like what about all those and everyone's like i would kill you stop talking that's really funny. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through 10 words here. We have no idea what they mean, 10 slang Australian words, and try and guess what their true meaning is. Oh, my God. Wait, really? This is exceptional. Okay. All right. This is my favorite thing we've ever done. We're power ranking <laughs> 10 Aussie slang words. Number one, I'm not going to do them in an accent because I don't even know what these words that's are. Fair. Servo? Fair. I think it's ice cream. That's, oh, like soft serve. I bet that's, I bet that's right. Hold on, a I'm servo Googling something. Fucking really yeah. good guess, DK. I bet that's right. Oh, a servo is a station or gas station. As oh, in a place like a where service, oh, service station. station. <laughs> okay. No, that was a good guess, though. Go that to the servo. We're on the I right. I think my favorite thing about Australian slang and, and just Australians in general is like they change everything to just like a simpler version. Like your sunglasses are your sunnies. Or, <laughs> you know, I don't even, that's the only It's kind of like what you do right with now. your friend group, but so Australia is one big friend group where they just like all have the same. 
abbreviation. Instead of the service station, it's the servo. <laughs> All right. Next one. Arvo. Arvo. I I got nothing. I don't even have a guess. What is it, DK? Afternoon or this afternoon. Oh shit. Meet you there this Arvo. It's Arvo or Sarvo. Like why? S apostrophe R. Like the Arv. It's probably honestly how they pronounce afternoon is a little oh different. Oh my God. We're not going to be very good at this. All right, let's keep this. Let's keep going. Yeah, we're terrible. Next, we got whoop 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 whoop. How do you, I don't know how they pronounce that? As in, I'm whoop, going whoop. out. Whoop whoop. Does that mean like literally like whoop whoop? <laughs> or, I mean, or an ambulance? Like Kesha? Like you're going to have such a good time. You come back in the whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Craig. So well, that's your official answer. Um, <laughs> the whoop whoop. Okay, so uh, whoop whoop I is think it's an Australian ambulance. or New Zealand term. It's a it's a place that is a far distance from anything. Equivalent terms, guys. I don't include, think we're gonna get any of these beyond the black stump. Okay, let let's go quick. Next one is Bill. It's Billy. For some reason, I think that means like a little kid, little Billy. Oh yeah, that's definitely right. That's that's correct. I bet that's correct. Hold on. But isn't a Joey a baby kangaroo? Uh, a billy is an Australian term for a metal container used for boiling water, making tea, or cooking over a fire. That is exactly what I said. That is, yeah, that's that's what I said as well. Uh, number six, buggered. I think that's just like, you're fucked, tired. It's tired. tired. Those are really annoying flying things in Halo. Buggered. Craig, did you did you play Halo as a kid? Uh, I had a friend's house. I played a lot of Halo 2. No one can play oh, Halo. Oh, no, it's not buggered. Okay, never mind. Well, maybe it is, but this, oh, you know, it says tired, broken, or ruined. Okay. All right, next one is Cobber, C-O-B-B-E-R, Cobber. Oh, I bet this cobwebs in the head, space cadet, like what Ooh. we would call space cadet, but it's like He's a cobba. It's just friend or mate. God damn it, man. <laughs> this is really hard. All right. It's almost eight. like we don't live in this country. Number eight is Dunny, D-U-N-N-Y, Dooney, Dunny. Dunny. Uh, Dunebug? Is that a backpack? Oh, Dunebug. Is this Hold entertaining? I think I'm having, a, I'm having a great time. Oh, it's a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a backpack. Why is that called a dunny? Kind of I don't a backpack. Know. Oh my god. It's kind it's a, a backpack for your shit. <laughs> the Australian <laughs> listeners here are gonna think we're such dumb fucks. It's hilarious. All right, number nine. Dury. D-U-R-R-Y. <laughs> I got no idea. The last one. Oh god, I don't know. A dury. Uh, doctor. <laughs> dury. Nope. Urinal. Nope. <laughs> Cigarette. Backpack. Cigarette. Okay, last one. Mozzie. Uh, is that like short for mausoleum? <laughs> what the Mozzie. fuck? Why would there be slang for a mausoleum? Because <laughs> the Australians <laughs> shorten everything. Smoke some cigs they shorten the everything because it's more fun to say. Sun Rip some remember? durries outside the mozzie? This is just how people on Letterkenny talk. Is this Australian? <laughs> what is a mozzie, DK? <laughs> These are the hockey. This is like the hockey language. Mosquito. Oh, that one makes sense. Yeah. Also, it's Aussie speak for no problem, no drama. All right. Well, I hope people enjoyed that. I think it's time <laughs> to move on. I kind of thought that was fun. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water. 
pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. You want to run through a fantasy court? Can we come up with an Australian slang term for fantasy court? Fuzzy. <laughs> Please email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have an Australian slang term for fantasy court. I'm sure there's a slang term for like having to go to court or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet they already have them. If there is a real one, we'll take those too. If, if we have any Australian lawyers listening to this podcast. I'm almost sure we do. I'm positive. Then please email us any Australian legal slang. Okay. Fantasy court. This is from Peter. 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 Come Peter. on, guys. Where's the Peter? Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Peter. Craig's my parents were going to name there. me Peter. My dad vetoed it at the last second. Craig's so. buggered. Sorry, Peter. I like the name Peter. Good name. Peter says, I am the commissioner in a league with friends from high school. Small buy-in. It's mainly just a reason for us all to get together once a year after the season. Most of us living in different cities in the province. Yes, I'm in Canada get together winning's good but it really everyone just tries to not finish last because the punishment is the loser has to cook a five course fantasy themed meal and has to dress as our server for the night so like they make antonio brownies and cd lamb roast oh that's that's fun it's kind of funny yeah get dinner out of it that's and humiliate them that's the goal this brings me to my problem i caught wind of someone who's currently tied for last who i'll call danny <laughs> what the fuck with their oh, opponent man, i think they're making fun of you craig last week the Craig had a defense on by and Danny was messaging all the other teams trying to get them to pick up all the good defenses that were available. <laughs> and then D Danny picked up three and then was offering to buy beer for people to pick up more. <laughs> One, is this collusion? Two, what kind of punishment would you recommend? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This probably is collusion. Yeah, it's like this is the example collusion. we always give buying someone beer. <laughs> It's like textbook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is collusion. This is like they show up to the court and it's like the arrest of development. It's like, I got the worst attorneys. <laughs> uh, who's, uh, what's the name the of the lawyer? Attorneys. Yeah. Uh, well, it was Bob Blah Bob Blah Blah, right. Bob Blah Blah. I don't remember oh, Henry Lucas' name. Uh, wasn't it Gene Parmesan? Wasn't that? No, that's the private detective. Oh, that's Gene, right. Gene, that's the he's like the fixer. <laughs> Gene Parmesan. Uh, there was a... Uh, Barry was the... Was the family's lawyer, and that's why the dad was Barry, like, the worst yes, fucking Barry. attorneys. I'm I the worst. worst. Fucking well, the funniest <laughs> thing was every time Giuliani did anything over the last five years, my favorite gift in the world was just, Seriously. I got the worst fucking attorneys. You can't go to prison, or your your spouse can't go to prison. <laughs> did you see the meme of Giuliani in front of the Four Seasons Total Landscaping next to like the, the oh meme of you? Like, I got the worst attorneys. <laughs> it was incredible. Anyway, Giuliani's melting. Anyway, so, wait, I want to talk about this is collusion. It's just what's the point? This is a sentencing here, here, really. Here's the deal this is collusion. Yeah. But it's well, funny. I, I, one technicality. It's funny it be, collusion. It's funny collusion. Is it collusion if he had not offered to do the beer? Like, if you're like texting people, like, hey, set your lineup, texting people, like, hey, pick this up, it'll screw over the other guy. I think that's fine. No, that's still collusion. It's not as funny, though. It's, it's, less so it's funny collusion, collusion if you're like, hey, pick up a defense, it'll screw over this guy. But you don't offer them anything, you just make a suggestion. 
That's that's collusion. I might agree that when you go outside the scope of fantasy football, then it becomes a little bit shaky. But when you're just saying like, hey, like, I don't think it's a bad thing if a bunch of people are trying to screw over one team in a league. That is kind of fair play, right? Like, what? <laughs> I think that that would be more conspiracy. Yeah, that's conspiracy. <laughs> it is conspiracy. Like conspiracy. Kyle Shanahan said on Flying Sometimes Coach, he was okay. like. He was like, listen, I just wanted to get Julio so Sean McVay couldn't. Like sometimes <laughs> people act that way where it's like, hey, we don't want this guy to pick up Alexander Madison, so do what you Is can. Is conspiracy in and of itself a crime? Isn't it conspiracy to commit X? And it's like, if conspiracy to commit victory, is that <laughs> such a crime? <laughs> I'm disappointed what, in what Danny. If you text your, this is a real one. And this actually is a real question that happens over the next month. What if you text someone to text to set their lineup? because they're playing someone that you want to lose. I have done that many a time. That's, That's just is called that conspiracy, DK? Is that collusion? <laughs> that's snitching. <laughs> that is snitching. That is, that is it's snitching. But that's outside the legal system is where that's handled. That's not our that's not our thing. No, that's fair game in my opinion. So what's the difference between that and adding someone? No, I think it's fine. I agree. I think that it's when you, when you're like offering financial compensation for making a move, then it starts to get a little dicey. Well, regardless, this is a sentencing here. This is like the dark that rises where they're like, please, this is merely a sentencing here. Death or exile. What should we find this person? They're saying the commissioner, Peter, is thinking about a loss of like fab dollars next year. So be free agent or just like docking like a 13th round pick. Or he has to just help the loser do the dishes at dinner. I think that's probably yeah. the solution. He should have yeah, to yeah. help do the dishes. Or maybe like bring a dessert. That's not as... No, when he just goes and buys a little cake at Whole Foods? No, DK. Yeah, you can't just buy that like <laughs> half slice of cake and be like, oh no. Instead of Ooh. using fake money in Fav, they actually have to spend real money. It's a fantasy I think he has to do the related. dishes. I think he should do the dishes. He should, or make one of the courses. No, that's too harsh. I think she, she, she should have to make the dishes. Is it? Maybe this is just me. I'd rather cook the meal than clean up for the meal, personally. Well, he's do some dishes. I don't think he has to do all the dishes. He should dry. That's really what he should have to do. He should have to dry. <laughs> have to dry the dishes. Dry the dishes. Yeah, because he didn't come and last. Dishwashers? Come on. Damn. That's a good well, well, Flex well, maybe that's part of the punishment. Like you, don't have, you don't get to use the dishwasher. If you want to use dish, dishwashers are for winners. Aren't you guys disappointed in Danny for how did this leak so quickly? Like he just texted everybody and then they immediately double crossed him and went right back to Craig. <laughs> and we're like, hey, Danny's texting all of us. That's, that's snitching brutal. right there. That's yeah. snitching. Yeah, that's tough. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and dishes again, for Danny. I, I just want to reiterate, if there are any Australian lawyers who follow this podcast, please email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. What do we call them? Lawsies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that sounds right to me. Um. Also, if you hated this segment, we, we probably want to know that too. Email us if you didn't like that either. Uh <laughs> Okay. Comment, Anything else? Yeah. Comment if you were buggered by that. If you were buggered ad. by, if you thought that was what was the a, a Dunny? Yes. If you, you thought, thought the well, Australian that's a was comment, yeah. Tell us if it was a Dunny. All right. Email. Where did you get that suit? The Dunny store. God damn it! <laughs> Just no. This is what I want. If you guys no. hated all, if you guys hated the somewhat shortened power hour and the elongated emails, just send us an email. Nothing in the body. Just the topic of the email is. Hey, I'm not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of those and it's going to throw I'm off our, our like stats here, Craig. We can't believe it. Yeah. Oh my Just God. Because it's okay. funny. All right. We do want feedback. All right. Uh, thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. I was trying to think of how to say Lauren in Australia. I really just can't. Thank you, Lauren. How would you say it in how, with an Australian accent, Craig? 
Blue, say blue stone, but blue lawn. <laughs> lawn. Lawn. DK, just sit this one out. Craig, say blue stone. You want me to say uh, blue stone? Say blue lawn. <laughs> blue lawn? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was it. That'll work. <laughs> that uh, think, are you going to say, just say it again, Hyphens, because otherwise I could get all thrown off. Say what again? Oh, you thank, you, say thank you, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Custard. So, by the way, got a bunch of emails noting, interestingly enough, that the dad in Bluey, a.k.a. Bingo, uh, was, his name is, it's voiced by an actor or voice actor called David McCormick, and he's the former lead singer of Custard, an Australian indie rock band from the 90s. By the way, I did look up, before I heard all these facts, when I was just a, a Bluey fan, you know, like behind the scenes, I did Google who the dad was because I was like, this guy's hilarious. And he's got like a giant mustache in his IMD, IMDB photo. And I was like, this guy seems cool. And turns out, former frontman. That's a good story because I was so surprised you didn't do the Wiggles because like that seemed like the perfect merge of like children's stuff in Australia. I don't know what that is. The Wiggles? The Wiggles? No. Wow. Is that, what? I, we did We did have someone uh, email and say this is an Australian band. The Wiggles are like famous. the biggest kids band. Mashed potatoes, mashed what? potatoes. <laughs> I don't, I did not Dude, know. Dude, YouTube the Wiggles. You're going to have Calvin on the Wiggles by like the end of the day. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Email There's a lot of Australian bands that we didn't at gmail.com. Flume, know about the Wiggles. Rufus, ACDC. ACDC. Yeah, that's a big The Bee Gees. Dude, where's the ACDC Wiggles collab? In excess. <laughs> What'd you say? So where's the ACDC Wiggles collab? <laughs> that's what I really want. Okay. That's when I know we should get out of here. Goodbye, everyone. Carol's Bells with the Wiggles. Back in black, back in bluey. <laughs> back in bluey. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.